Waves of anti-Trump marchers rolled through hundreds of towns and cities coast to coast with one clear message. We have our rights and I'm, we're sticking up for them. We're here to fight, so don't take back our rights. We are this not here to be debunked. We are here to be respected. We are here to be nasty. Good morning. What were your thoughts when you saw the coverage of all these marches in different cities around the world? Well, my first thought was how privileged these women, these liberal women were. They could, you know, walk around in their pink pussy hats, raging about how women have no rights. Really? Meanwhile, most women in America, most working women, and the 16 million women living in poverty shook their heads, Ainsley, because they're worried about the lack of jobs, unaffordable health care, and illegal immigration. They don't have the luxury to parade around with whiny, PMSing celebrities spewing hate toward our president-elect. Ashley Judd, Madonna... Uh, you showed, you know, some sound bites mm -hmm. from these nasty, nasty, rich Hollywood celebrities who are upset that Hillary didn't win. Guess what? Get over it. Podcast. This is Allison Capra, and I am sitting here with my very good friend Tabitha. Tabitha, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. So I have a quick story to tell, and I know this is like a little story time, but this is how we met, and I don't think I've ever told you this, so don't be offended right now, but because I have to tell you this. So Tabitha is a badass, and Tabitha, how old are you? <laughs> Just tell everybody how old you are to start off with, because they don't they need to know this. I'm 50 years old. Okay, Tabitha's a badass. She's a fitness competitor. She's a trainer. She has a yoga studio. She's working on her own spin class that's like a combination of both upper body, middle body yoga slash hit training with spin. And it's my favorite thing ever. But before all that, Tabitha ran probably the biggest gym in our area. Would you say probably the biggest gym in our area? Oh, yes. They definitely have a monopoly in the area, for sure. The biggest gym in our area. And when we were first going to this gym, this is how I met Tabitha. Tabitha's intense. <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha's intense. And I remember I would come to the gym. First of all, I did not know she was the manager. I didn't know you were the manager. And so I just thought you worked there and that you were like hardcore. Every time I came in, I was like, oh, shit. Tabitha's here because I'd see her cleaning and moving stuff and she looked aggravated if we moved gym equipment around and I'm like oh shit I'm like this lady's intense so I'm like trying to steer clear of her but then there was there was something about you that I just really always liked and I thought you know what I think I'm gonna give this lady a shot I'm gonna go to her spin class I'm like, and Nick was like, you're going to a spin class? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I think maybe she's hardcore. Maybe it's what I need. Because at the time, I'd been CrossFitting almost a decade of CrossFit, almost six days a week. 
and my body was tired. It was worn out. I was busted. And I was like, I got to do something besides CrossFit. I feel like I'm at my failure point with CrossFit. I feel like I need to do something else. So I thought, you know what? I used to spin. I used to spin back home. I'd try your spin class and maybe it would be what I need to kind of bust my ass. I was like, oh my God, it was the best workout I'd had in probably a year. It was so intense. It was like jumping my heart rate up, bringing it back down. I had a great workout. I did a month of spin with you. I think I did, I calculated it. I did over 500 something miles of spin, your spin class in a month. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I lost like 24 pounds, I think, in like less than just a couple months doing your spin class. And I realized, like, I was like, oh, she's intense, but it is, like, so good in the gym. Like, this is what I needed. And then you started talking to me one day, and I was like, we we started sharing a little bit of our story and everything. And I was like, man, I think I really like this lady. And I told (laughs) Nick, I was like, I don't think she's really as intense as you think she is. I "I think I really like her. And he's like, be careful. She's intense. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, and I'm intense. So I get, I get it. But after that, we started training together because at the time you were training for your, your show and you started putting me through workouts and I've been in like workout training since I was 16 years old. But I was like, you know what? As a 30-year-old, I was think I was 31, 32 at the time. I'm like, I need somebody who, who knows how to train for longevity. Any 24-year-old can be a trainer. That's like, sure, you look fucking great for a 24-year-old. I'm sure you're doing real good things. But <laughs> it takes a lot for somebody who's 50 to do a competition, competitive. And it's like, it's a whole nother animal. And I knew that I needed somebody who knew how to train that kind of body type, that kind of body style. So I said, Tabitha, will you train me? We started training together and I realized who you were. The most compassionate and caring person that I had met in a long time, especially in this area. And we became really good friends. And now she's one of my closest friends. She's a bridesmaid in my wedding. I'm super excited about too. <laughs> but I just wanted to give that little bit of an introduction of how I met you. And I thought you were way too intense for me. And it... You've changed my life for the better. Every time I sit with you and have conversations, I feel like I've gone to therapy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but tell a little bit about your yoga studio because I want people to know kind of what you have going on locally. Well, first, I just want to say I never knew any of that stuff that you said, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, I knew you lost weight, but I really didn't know it was that much. And I saw the pictures. It was pretty great. But you did all that work. It was you that did all of that. But you kicked my butt and I needed it. (laughs) That was amazing. And so, yeah, fast forward a whole bunch. The gym is in the rearview mirror. And here we are. (laughs) Our own businesses. It's so funny that we're right here next door to each other. It's kind of synchronicity, I think, is the word that I'm looking for. Like I never would have really expected that this is where we would be. And the yoga studio is really my passion. It's really about helping people, you know, and um, helping people find what it is exactly that they need to get through in order for them to be the best person they are for them, no matter what it is. And... um, looking at people for who they really are, not the masks that they wear, and having them uncover it for themselves, 
you know. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you kind of just touched on it, but it's really true. Like, when we met, we were both at very different places in our lives and kind of just kind of, I mean, I remember coming into your spin class after crying sometimes all morning because I was going through so much stuff emotionally and getting through spin and realizing, like, it was the one thing that I did every day that pushed my body so hard that I couldn't think about my emotional pain. Because <laughs> right. at the time, I was dealing with a lot. And sometimes it takes that. But where we're at now, you've got your own businesses going, more than one, and they're kicking ass and taking names. And then so do I. And, you know, people will say we're real female entrepreneurs over here just out here <laughs> crushing it. <laughs> But um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I know you've got quite a story, and I know we can get into it even more. I hope to have you on as much as you're willing to come on. Well, but thank you. It's we, an honor. I love it. <laughs> but I wanted to talk a little bit about that because you've had not a, a super easy life. You've had a very hard life and overcoming things with b- bad relationships with men and overcoming – bad relationships with the father and overcoming really, really hard things. And I think, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit today. So many times as women will get into a relationship and put ourselves on the back burner so that we can kind of support other people's goals. But it takes really us knowing what it is that we want. Exactly. So tell, share just a little bit, if you would, in your own words, a little bit about your story. Gosh, there's so many different places that we could actually go with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, and I believe we were talking about it the other day, just the different cycles and who we are as women, first of all. If we were to look at it like that, like, you know, when we're young and what we go through for the first 10 years and who we are and the female role models that we have in our life, you know, and it seems that we as women as a whole in society has really shifted and we're changing we've gone the pendulum is really like swung going from the Stepford wives to being all made up and beautiful and this dress and everything to please their man to feminism and just hating men and thinking that we can replace men when in reality that we don't and you know going through life as a female from the time we're very young and how I mean, I'm 50 now. It's unbelievable that I'm actually here, but everything that I went to become 50, you know, um, who I learned and who I was, and I don't really think I figured that out until I was about 45. You know, I was really just lost kind of going through the things that I went through, and it wasn't until I took responsibility for myself and stop blaming society, blaming men, blaming my family or my raisings or whatever, my husband, my sister, my brother, whoever, and took responsibility for everything that things started to shift and I started to discover who I was. Yeah. You know, um, I've been on my own since I was 16. And when I left home, I blamed my family because of the stuff that was going on inside the house at that time that it was their fault that if I had a better family life that maybe I'd be different and then I it wasn't too much long after that that I got married at 17 years old and then it was his fault 
you know, it was his fault if I had, if he was just this or just that or just this, maybe it would be different. And then when I left him, I was on a rampage to any man that was alive. It was all their fault. And I could do anything that they could do. You know, I was working on cars. Just like when I was young, I was climbing a taller tree. You know, I would, you know, do anything that a man could do. And I think it really hit me when my two, I raised two boys by myself and they both became teenagers. And this man who I felt was so messed up and it was all his fault, they wanted to be with him and not me. And I had to really like look at myself in the mirror and see that I was really just angry. I was angry at everybody. And really, the person that had put me in that place was myself. Right. Yeah. I think it's really crazy, too, because if, if you look back, like, I know we were kind of talking about, like, the burn your bras movement and, like, doing all that. And you said you burned your bras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was all about that. It was anything to, you know, say, you're going to make me do that. Yeah. Right. I, I was standing up for it. I was pushing up against it. It was, you know, anything to stand apart and be angry. Yep. And I think probably one of the things that, you know, I'm all for, I'm a, a strong, like, and when I say strong, I just mean very <laughs> intense, forceful woman with a lot of opinions and a loud voice and I take a lot of leadership wherever I go some people don't like it it can rub people the wrong way but when it comes down to it like I really value and love when females are out to they can get what they want to do and they're moving forward and dredging forward and they don't let anything stop them and they're doing awesome things like I love that but if we're doing that to spite a man Exactly. Then we are, are we really past it? Like, are we really healed and whole? Are we really feminists if we're just anti-men? Exactly. <laughs> and that's the part that gets really scary to me is like, the more and more I look at this, I really, I pulled up some images of this, um, you know, the futurist female movement. And it's, I mean, we saw a picture on there, gals wearing that t-shirt and saying that slogan in 1975. Right. And people have really pushing that. But guess what really popped up when that movement was just firing hard? Guess what really went up? Female spending. <laughs> Basically, like, <laughs> we were being fed a slogan that drove up every, every business, every, like, every, across the board, money was being spent mm -hmm. because women were taking control of the finances. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's a capitalist country, like women spending money, putting forth products to that women can use and making it more about like things that are, that we like. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we have to watch the messages that we're being sent and what we're buying into. And so like all these companies, Forever 21, H&M, every single one of them has got a shirt that says the future is female or fem well, feminist forever. This is what a female <laughs> looks like. They're making millions of dollars yes. off of a slow Again, yes. And you're wearing it, but do you know what it means? You exactly. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's the stuff that gets me the most like fired up about the whole thing because I feel like a miserable cow at the core is is mainly just angry. And you know what? You might be a victim. We've talked about that before. You've been a victim of a lot of things. Exactly. But it really is true until you're ready to get free and let go of some of that emotional pain and all of that, 
you're just miserable. Exactly. And it doesn't matter who you blame. You wake up in the morning and you're miserable because you choose to be miserable. Exactly, exactly the truth. And it's funny, you know, and I'm not trying to categorize or say that there's certain women that do this or certain I think none of us are exempt from this. You know, we can either choose to accept responsibility for who we are and what we are and stand in that place that we source everything in our whole entire life or we're blaming somebody and we're a victim. Now, our government, for instance, will in fact use that to their advantage because like you said, it sells products. It has us be controlled. We're dominated Okay, we're now a follower and it's much easier to follow around the masses and what they believe. And it swung the pendulum has swung the other way. And you have a whole bunch of people that are following this way because they're angry, because they're hurt, because of whatever has happened to them that they are upset about. And they're using this as the reason to fuel that anger. You know, we can get a lot further by loving and accepting people for who they are and what they are and giving them um, the tools to be able to heal from these things so that they can rise up and be whatever they want to be basically work together to create a better family and I think that's one of the things that makes me the saddest about all of it because you know I have a lot of friends that are gay I have transgender friends I have people that are in all different positions and I'm not directing any political agenda at the core of what I believe that people should or shouldn't do. That's not my my goal. But what I do believe is that it does take both men and women to raise children. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that if you are gay and you have a child that there's something wrong with you or your children's going to be fucked up. I'm not saying that. But I guarantee you when that kid's going through something and maybe they want an uncle or a grandfather around, they, they have tools that maybe we don't have in our toolbox exactly. to help them to grow. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's, that like I get the most upset about is this idea that like people want to push fathers out. I see a lot of times like on Mother's Day or Father's Day, sorry, a lot of mothers are posting things about Father's Day to themselves because they were a single mom. Right. And I'm like, give me a break. Right. You, you want to celebrate that? Like, that's a tragedy that your kid didn't get to have their dad. Like, that's a tragedy. And I'm not saying that you are not a great single parent because I know a lot of them. But I'm saying let's look at ways to, like, get kids whole. Right. Exactly. And we can't shove fathers out to, to do, to again, to spite men. Exactly. And it works both ways. It really does. It works both ways. We have a lot of broken men in this world, and we have a lot of broken females. There's a lot of lost people that don't know. And, I, you know, my personal, I mean, you know, I'm a yoga person, so I am always looking at the spiritual aspect of it. You know, I have no prejudice towards transgender, gay people, any of that. I really, truly believe that these souls are coming into these bodies, and they're confused. And now we have this other problem that these people are having to deal with that they are maybe a female stuck in a man's body or a man stuck in a female's body. And then they they have this where they can't conform to society. They have to stand up and they have to speak their voice and they have to find their truth. 
Now, are they doing it in a kind and loving way? Are they doing it in a hateful way? Are they hurting people along the way? Are they blaming people because they are who they are or what they are? All I'm saying is people just need to stand up and take responsibility for themselves. Absolutely. That's a very good point. I, I can't I can't enough. My mom has said this to me for the last couple of years because she sees me. I've been through a lot of hard things in relationships, and I put up a lot of walls, and I put up a, a lot of safety mechanisms, if you will, to keep myself from having to be vulnerable. And she always catches me in it. She hears me in my voice when we talk on the phone. If I'm like saying something and I'm acting hard and she's like, would you stop? And the one thing she always reminds me and keeps saying to me is she says, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. <laughs> Have you that heard must that? be an old one because that was said to me too. Right? <laughs> it is. It's like an old slogan, I think. And she always, she always tries to get me to remember that. Like, you can't be so mad at your face that you're going to cut your nose off because that's the only nose you got. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to fuck up your face, but you also <laughs> won't be able to breathe afterwards. Well, you can look at some of these people we have running around these days. You kind of wonder, I think they're doing that. Right. <laughs> Literally. And and we talked about this the other day, and I, I just want to one more time because it, you it, you said it and I loved it. You were just talking about all the things that you love having a mane around for, right? Because you are a very strong, very intense woman, business owner, exactly. And explain, tell everybody. Well, you know, I know I can build a motor. I can tell you, I can. I built a '69 Camaro, 350 by myself. Just because I wanted to prove that I could, you know, I can do that. I can go and change a tire. I have no problem doing that. Pretty much can diagnose what the problem is on any engine, you know. But do I want to do this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to do this. I can remember one time I had a 78 Firebird. It was baby blue. Mm. And um, it had T-tops. And the transmission was in um, in the floor. And so... Um, the little casing for the transmission came up, and it goes around, and there's a little cable in it, and when you shift it, it moves. Well, it has to move inside that little plastic case. Well, it plastic case broke, so I got up underneath it and super glued it <laughs> with nail glue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and those were the type of things that I did back then that I thought, oh, see, I don't need a man. I'm gluing my nails on or whatever. It's so funny. But these days I, I like, you know – to have my man do those things for me. That's nice. You know, he takes care of me. And and it's it's it works both ways. You know, he cooks, I cook when we're at home. It's like we don't divide like, oh, you're a woman, you have to do this, or oh, you're a man, you have to do this. We both work in the yard. I like that he mows the yard. I don't want to have to mow the yard. Do I, you know? Those are the things. And, you know, those are things that happen through communication. And if we're not communicating with the people that we are in relationships in our lives, how are we going to, how are they going to know what we like, first of all? And how are they going to know what we don't like? You know, there's so many people that just fall into this mold and um, they just follow whatever the other person is, wants or has. And then years later, they're like, well, I'm not happy because they never discovered for themselves what it is they wanted in the first place. Yeah. Or even who they were. Yeah. 
And I think that's a lot of times what people get into. I mean, no, you know, nothing against getting married or anything like that, but I think it can kind of fall into the same thing. It's like if you just go with something because it's what society says, and you know, that's what we've kind of learned with with feminism you know across the board women I mean it it comes down to this like if you really want to know what it's like to be mistreated as a female let's just drive down (laughs) to another country and throw you in there and show you what it's like to actually be oppressed because we're not oppressed here right we're not not oppressed here so then when you look at females here and what what even your generation fought for our generations to have with jobs and with equal pay and with things like that that are are better and better it's I'm not saying that that was not very important because that stuff is very important we've made such big strides as females we absolutely have what I'm saying is that if you are angry and bitter and just anti-man to be anti-man then you're not you're missing the point there are so many men out there who support and uh, like adore and lift up women and we can't just be generalizing the way things are and setting up like barriers on our eyes for the way that we do things i am with a person who's an alpha male he's extremely intense He's a leader everywhere we go. I've never been with somebody quite that that way. But he's always made a seat for me at every table we've ever been to. So if we're if he's sitting around having a meeting with a bunch of his executives, guess who's sitting around having a meeting with a bunch of executives? Me. Mm-hmm. With him always. And I believe that those kind of partners are out there and if that's what something that is valuable to you to find, then find that, you know? You don't have to fit into some mold of like, oh, I need to get married, so I need to just be with this person if they're not treating you right. Exactly. Just to be with that person. Right. And that's what society has basically done. You know, this is the way it looks like. You you grow up, you get married, you're man and wife and this and that. It's changed. It really has changed. You know, there's man and man. There's woman and woman. There's, you know... We have all mixed variety of different types of relationships. That's not what it's about. It's really about teaching women how to be women and teaching men how to be men. Because there's a lot of broken men out there that don't know how to be a man. Or a father. Or or father or brother. And that's what it's about. You know, the women need to stick together and teach women how to be women. You know, and stand in that place. And let's just say there's a gay woman there. Sexuality is only a little tiny piece of who we are as human beings. There's so many other pieces to who we are as a human being. You know, there's our spirituality. There are the relationships that we have. You know, there's our family life, our home life. You know, what are we doing in these different areas? Are you taking responsibility for those things in your life? Yeah. Or are you blaming others because they did that or this or this to you? Or they're, you know, or are you just following along with the crowd of the masses and what they're doing? And because it's cool to be this way and you're not really quite sure what that means. Right. I think probably the scariest thing to me is, like, I remember going to college. And, I mean, this was... 
I guess, 15 years ago, but still feels fresh. I remember going to college and like seeing, going over to different friends' house that are girls and hanging out and stuff. And they didn't know how to cook or clean or anything. And I remember thinking like, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Why don't you know how to cook? What are you, how are you going to get through life? And it's like, it goes either way. Like I just, my mom taught me how to set a table, how to cook, how to clean, how to pick up after myself, how to do laundry so that I could do all those things for myself. She also taught my brother how to do a lot of shit too. Now, does he do it? No, that's a different story. But as a whole, if we're so concerned about breaking gender roles that we don't know how to take care of ourselves, (laughs) I feel like it's still pretty important that you learn how to boil water and uh, clean, (laughs) whether you're a male or a female. Well, yeah, they used to have that in school. When I was growing up, there was wood shop and there was home ec. And, you know... You could do either one. The boys were in home ec and the girls were in wood shop. And we got to learn those different things. And those things are all super important. As human beings, we get to learn and find out if we like it or if we don't like it. It doesn't have to be assigned to a female or a male. Right. So this is our this is our message today. I think the number one thing that I think we're both saying, because we both have very – Tabitha's with a Green Beret and he's like big, strong – biker dude and nick (laughs) nick is a raider marine raider and so we have these very strong people in our lives but we're very strong right back (laughs) exactly and i read a book um called braving the wilderness by Brene brown if you haven't read that it's an excellent book she talks about all throughout how people are always talking to her about being right or left wing. And if she's in this industry in the media, then she shouldn't be shooting guns because people might not like it. Well, she grew up shooting guns. She loves shooting guns. And it's like people were given such a hard time. All the liberals were just like up her rear about it. And she just kept saying like, why does it have to be this way? Why does I, why do I have to like pronounce myself officially as a liberal or a Republican or why do I have to announce if I'm for gay marriage or anti-gay marriage? Like, I don't care what they do. Why do I have to say, oh, I'm a feminist or, oh, I really love my husband and I want to cook him dinner every night. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. And, And in order for us to like really truly be who we are, sometimes we have to brave the wilderness and that's what the title of the book is because it's kind of lonesome out there on the ledge by yourself being a strong woman who's uh, also likes to come home and make your husband dinner every night (laughs) so i think that's kind of what we want to get across is it's okay to brave the wilderness and completely work together to promote a healthier world we don't have to try so hard try so hard to stick up for ourselves and be outspoken about us being heard sometimes you just have to keep going keep being you well it's kind of cool to know that when you're out there and you're standing up and being yourself it is you are standing apart from other people and you are being strong and people find you as being intense right or they find you intimidating or they don't want to they make judgments about you and who you really are because you're standing up and you're fighting for what it is that you want You know, it's really about having a commitment towards your goals and what it is that you want. But it's nice at the end of the day when I get to go home, I don't have to be strong anymore. I can really just be me. And being me sometimes isn't very strong. I may look strong on the outside, but all of us, each one of us has a heart. And we have that that 
genuine person inside of us that doesn't want to be strong. We're all just really kids inside, you know. And at the end of the day, when we go home and we lay our head on our pillow, not having to fight or push up against makes it super nice. And I want everybody to know that they can find you where they can find you. So what is your Instagram and your website? Uh, my website is yogadivinepurpose.com. And Instagram is yogadivinepurpose1 because there will be more. And I think also, you know, I don't know if everybody knows, but you do a lot of different kinds of things in there. You can sit and talk with people. Um, you want to tell a little bit about your kind of holistic sort of therapies and psychological sort of things that you do? or Well, we do. I do personal training. So if you're looking for the physical end of it, we do do personal training. And then we also offer health coaching. So it's a holistic health coaching. So you're looking at your life as a whole. Um, we do Reiki. We also have massage therapy and then yoga classes. And it really, truly has changed my life having you right next door because I didn't realize how much when I was going through stressful stuff, just coming in and having yoga Tabitha because yoga Tabitha is a whole different Tabitha. <laughs> the intense spin class Tabitha, I love her too because she <laughs> kicks my ass, but the yoga Tabitha turns on. And your soft voice comes out, and I've never been so relaxed and honestly so present, I think. That's the biggest thing I've learned from you is how to be present in each moment when I'm in yoga. So I would recommend, especially if you're local to Eastern North Carolina, come in and check out the studio. And then if not, Tabitha's going to be doing some stuff on her YouTube channel very soon. So you'll have to check that out. And I'll put the links to her um, site in my description here. But I hope everyone has a great day. The future is male and female. Yeah, that's what I'm